Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Season's greetings, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those just voyaging into the dark with us for the first time, welcome. We use the holidays as an excuse to relax from the everyday stresses. Cheerful music, good food, and bright lights can distract us from the supernatural horrors that are happening in our very own neighborhoods. Enjoy, but know that you won't be able to hide from the terrors for long. First, no good deed goes unpunished, followed by a gift of death. Then, a night that will haunt you forever. Finally, in our featured story, a Christmas killer hunts its prey. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with a story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. And if you'd like to support all the work we do at Something Scary, join our Patreon. You get ad-free episodes every week, and we also use our patrons' names as characters in our stories. So, want to hear something scary? Bloody festivities. Sometimes, if you get a gut feeling about something, you should trust it, since looks can be deceiving. Like in this story inspired by Gia. Zarif loved spooky stories. Although he had a bookshelf full of them, there was one book in particular he just couldn't put down. It was about a little girl who lived in a haunted house. At first glance, the ghost played silly tricks, a misplaced shoe or letter, but soon it was more serious. Medicines disappeared, toys left on the stairs for people to trip over, and fires lit with no one around to put them out. Finally, in the story, she faced the spirit and that was it. The rest of his favorite book was filled with empty pages. It drove Zarif crazy, wondering what really happened and why the book wasn't finished, but he couldn't stop reading it 
over and over again. It was like an obsession. One day, he was walking home from school and he decided to take a different route. The holidays were coming and people were stringing up lights and putting displays in their gardens. He wanted to see what the big fancy houses had done. As he traipsed down the street, he was surprised to see one of the houses didn't have strings of colorful lights or inflatable snowmen. In fact, there was still a rotting pumpkin on the porch and faded skeletons on the windows. Zarif stared at the house. Despite an eerie vibe, with his old Halloween decor and neglected appearance, it felt vaguely familiar. Had he been there before? He couldn't recall any classmates living in this neighborhood. As he stared into the dirty window, his heart skipped a beat in shock as he saw a face appear, a very frightened young girl. She noticed him and began banging on the wall next to the window, her screams silent. Again, he was hit by a wave of deja vu that he just couldn't place, but that didn't seem important. This girl needed help. Without a second thought, he rushed to the front door and to his surprise, it opened. And he was quickly in the room he'd seen from the street. However, there was no girl. Hello? He called out. I'm here to help. He wasn't usually so courageous but seeing a little girl years younger than himself had made him forget his fear. Since there was no answer, he began to look around the house, wondering if she was hiding somewhere. Maybe she'd been kidnapped and was being held here. So many possibilities roamed through his mind. Then there was a yell from upstairs. Quickly, he raced to the source, an open bedroom door, and there was the girl facing away from him. But something was very weird. The house was cold. That made sense since it looked like no one lived there, but it was so cold he could see his breath, but not hers. And he noticed her feet were not touching the floor. His thoughts were interrupted by a second scream, his own. The girl had turned, and that's when he knew exactly where he'd seen her before, the book. This was the little girl from his favorite story. He'd read it so many times her face was imprinted in his mind, but that wasn't possible. A second and more terrifying thought occurred to him. If she was real, was the ghost from the story there too? Before Zarif could wander anymore, the little girl shot forward with an impossible speed and snapped his neck. He fell to the floor, dead. As his body crumpled, the beloved book spilled out of his school bag. The book with the haunted house. The one he had recognized from the street, but couldn't place. He had thought it was all just a story. The ghost girl looked down at Zarif's body and picked up the book. As she did, she flipped to the final pages, where a new illustration had been included. A teen with dark hair and glasses, nose pressed against the window. Zarif. She left the house smiling. Upon reaching her destination, she placed the book upon the shelf in the used bookstore for someone else to select. Let's hope, dear listener, that person won't be you. Thank you so much, Gia, for inspiring this tale for us. How about you, listener? Are you brave enough to enter a haunted house alone? What are some creepy books that you're obsessed with? 
Do you secretly wish those books were reality? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you look at your seasonal gifts before you're supposed to, it just may kill the surprise. Like in this story, inspired by Via. Via was too excited to go back to sleep. It was almost the last day of Kwanzaa, a secular festival observed by many African Americans as a celebration of their cultural heritage, and she was looking forward to receiving her final gift. It was a very special handmade present from her aunt who had hinted that it was a one-of-a-kind gift, just for Via. She was the first to wake. Her belly was tingling with excitement, but her back was stinging. She must have scratched it in the night. Creeping down the stairs, her dog, a husky named Nada, was pleased to see her tail wagging. Via padded softly to the den, where the package was waiting. She wouldn't dare to open it just yet, but could enjoy the last feeling of anticipation. Glancing at the hearth where Mama had placed the final gifts, her heart began to race and tears sprung to her eyes. The brightly wrapped parcel was gone. Somehow, she swallowed a sob just as something caught her attention. A quick movement from underneath the tree. There was something shiny down there. Upon closer inspection, although seemingly impossible, it looked like a pair of bright green eyes. More curious than afraid, she edged closer. Crawling under the tree, her back stung again but she could see exactly who the shiny orbs belonged to. A tiny little crocheted doll, exactly like her aunt was famous for crafting. How could that be? She began to reach towards it when Nada, her dog, started growling. This was highly unusual, for Nada was usually placid. As Via almost touched the doll, the dog darted forward and nipped at her arm, causing the girl to yelp and take her eyes away from the toy. What's got an end to you, huh? Via scolded, turning back to her prize. Her breath stopped in her throat. The doll had vanished. Did it have moving parts as well as glowing eyes? She searched all around the den, but couldn't see any sign of the gift. She headed over to the large bay window, checking to see if somehow it had tumbled over there. And then she heard something. Via... At first, she presumed it was Mama, although she wasn't expecting her family to rise just yet. Via. And possibly, it seemed to be coming from outside. 
She pressed her little nose against the glass and was suddenly filled with innocent joy as she saw who was calling her name. An adult-sized version of her doll resplendent with glowing emerald eyes. It was like magic. Even though it wasn't allowed, she raced out of the front door and stopped in front of her friend, only pausing to wonder for a moment when it had started snowing. As the doll leaned down to speak to her, she felt the first shiver of trepidation. Now that she was closer, the eyes weren't as friendly as she'd first thought. And did a doll really need such sharp-looking teeth? Play with me or die, the doll whispered. Via frowned in confusion, the stinging on her back suddenly reached a crescendo and she writhed in agony. Three long wounds opened along her spine, the blood dripping down onto the snow beneath her feet. As young Via began to sob, in both pain and fear, she cried, Why? The doll looked down at her, now revealing its true demonic face, its features twisted and hideous. I was once clawed to death. Now you will join me and be my plaything. It seemed, and just as it swung its arm back, talons now visible and poised to rake through Via's chest, the young girl was pushed to the ground by a giant ball of fur. It was Nada. As Nada wrestled the demon, Via heard it screech as it tried to get out from under the dog, but to no avail. Just at that moment, all the upstairs lights in Via's house switched on, illuminating the street. Her family had awoken from the commotion, and when she looked again at Nada, the demon doll was gone. Via's father ran out into the street and carried her back inside. Her parents thought she'd been attacked by some wild animal, and Nada had saved the day by fighting it off. The next morning, her aunt rushed over to see her, saddened to learn the doll she'd made was missing. As Via told her aunt what had really happened and described the doll that she had seen, she began to tremble. See, she was always on the lookout for unusual materials to make her dolls. The particular cloth of the dress that Via described that the doll had been wearing had been found at a thrift store, having been mysteriously donated in an old musty box, along with a Ouija board and a small skull. Via's aunt had thought nothing of it at the time, not believing in the occult, but the scratches upon her favorite niece's back made her realize that cloth must have contained a terrible power. Making the doll had somehow invoked it, and Via had been hurt, and all of this could have been much, much worse if... It hadn't been for brave Nada. Thank you so much, Fia, for inspiring this haunted doll story for us. Or should we say, this demonic doll story for us. Have you ever received a gift that was more like a curse? Have you ever witnessed someone or something possessed? Tell us your story at somethingscary@snarl.com. Living with what you've done can be a fate worse than death. Like in this poem about Italian folklore, inspired by Sapphire. Twas the night before Epiphany, a grand time of year. Yet me and my brother, we both shook with fear. 
We weren't scared of Christmas or Jolly St. Nick, but of an old monster who rode a broomstick. A terrible legend, a cruel, nasty beast, a witch of bad omen, on luck did she feast. This year, we were sure, me and my twin Brad, we'd be getting a visit. This year, we'd been bad. La Bifana would know she's incredibly smart. In Italian folklore, her existence did start. She could be kind also, bringing candy and toys to the nice kids that year, to the good girls and boys. But we'd broken windows, been rude to our dad. Her visit to our house this year would be sad. My brother and I both hugged our dog tight. He choked back tears and I shook with fright. Outside was cold, snow covered the trees. I knew anything out there would certainly freeze. Our lights were left on, we were at our wit's end. La Bafana was near, good luck she would bend. She didn't kill children, oh no, she'd do worse. Bestowing upon us her menacing curse. She'd leave naughty children with coal and no toy, shattering their fortune and no hope of joy. I heard a loud cackle that cut through the night. La Bafana was coming. My throat, it grew tight. My brother's stare vacant. He heard the laugh too. The front door creaked open. Our payment was due. Brad was now frozen. I trembled with fear. No one could save us. La Bafana was here. A black, crooked hat covered part of her face. She stepped in our room. My heart started to race. The witch started sneering, teeth caked with grime. Our fortune was stolen, our luck out of time. She left the room quickly, leaving just Cole. I knew from then onwards, she had cursed my soul. So my dear friends, heed my warning at least. Always be nice, you'll get gifts from the beast. For if you are naughty, just even one day, La Bafana will find you and she'll make you pay. Forever I'm broken, I'll never be whole. For she has now cursed me and condemned my soul. Thank you so much, Sapphire, for this wonderful seasonal poem. Do you have anything to worry about this year, listener? Do you think you've been good? Or are there deeds you should pay for? You must be prepared for the holidays with presents wrapped and new clothes ready for the celebration. Make sure you don't forget anything. It might just save your life. It was Christmas Eve, and Vitlome was stressed. She'd been working around the clock to make ends meet, and she desperately hoped she wasn't forgetting something as she trudged through the snow. She cursed again at living in the Icelandic countryside. The bus dropped her a 30-minute walk from her door. Still, the sight of seeing her children's excited faces kept her going. As she got closer to her house, she was surprised to see it in eerie darkness. Usually, she was greeted by twinkly lights decorating the trees along the driveway. Elga couldn't have gotten Anna and Johan to bed already. Juggling packages to find her key, she didn't notice anything unusual as she opened the door. Hello, she called, entering the hallway. But instead of two small children running into her arms, she was greeted by silence. Elga, Anna, Johan, where are you? 
Again, nothing. Maybe they wanted to surprise her with gingerbread and suspiet cookies, although the smell of spices was noticeably absent. Rushing to the kitchen, she was hit instead by a vile stench. Suddenly, she slipped, landing in a pool of something warm and sticky. Struggling to stand, she finally managed to push herself up, and the carnage was revealed. Blood. And sticking out from the other side of the kitchen island was a leg. She screamed at the sight of the babysitter, Elga, or what was left of her. The babysitter's body had been ripped apart, teeth and claw marks evident on the remaining flesh. But Vitlame had no time to mourn the teen. She raced up the stairs to her children's bedrooms. She could only hope and pray whatever had gotten in. A wolf, maybe a bear, had not found her babies. She flung open Anna's door. The room was empty. She cried out for Johan and ran towards his room. Her heart stopped. He lay on the floor, his small body broken, covered in bite marks. As she threw herself on top of her son's body, she heard a noise from the closet. She grabbed the lamp from Johan's nightstand and crept towards the door, raising the lamp upwards to be ready to strike. She tripped and fell as something small launched out of the closet and into her arms. Mama! Anna sobbed. Vitlame hugged her daughter tightly, Anna choking back sobs as she looked at Johan and then pointed at Vitlame's door. It went there, she whispered. Vitlame edged towards her bedroom, freezing as she heard the noise. A low growling, almost like a rumble, almost like a purr. Placing Anna behind her, she looked into the hallway where Johan's attacker was revealed. It was a giant black cat-like creature, the size of a panther with glowing red eyes. Its back was arched, razor-sharp claws extended, and when it opened its mouth, she could see rows of tiny dagger-like teeth. It was the Yule Cat, the Yulakotoren, the wooden floor around its feet stained scarlet, evidence of the lives it had cruelly taken. She shook with fear as the terrifying creature stalked towards them, Anna burying herself into her mother's back. She had already witnessed what this beast was capable of, the bodies of her son and Elga testament to its violent nature. Trembling, she just hoped it would be sated with her and leave Anna unscathed. It stepped closer staring into her eyes, glowing orbs mesmerizing. It took a long, deep sniff. Vitlame prepared herself for the pain, and then the monster just walked away and out of the house. Vitlame sank to her knees, hugging Anna in relief. She thought the legend of the hungry Yule Cat who roamed the Icelandic countryside on Christmas Eve was just a story to encourage hard work. According to the old tale, the gift of new clothes, whether they be coats, socks, or whatever, were the only protection against the monstrous feline. She looked down at the new work trousers she'd had to buy, at the new pajamas Anna was wearing because she'd torn her old pair. She whimpered, remembering Johan's new onesie that she'd had to return since it was too big, 
How could she have known the legend was real and the dire consequences of simply forgetting to buy him another? Vitlame and Anna's new attire had saved their lives. The Yule Cat had been hunting, but perhaps the bland, off-putting smell of new clothing had masked the smell of the seasoned food the Yulakotrin had craved. So it left them behind, slinking off into the night, following more scents to other fresh meat. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Janine Pipe. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Executive producer, Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you'd like to support Something Scary and all the work we do, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. And if you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary at snarled.com. Until next time, my dark darlings. Sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.